Hello, and welcome back. Welcome back again, listener, to another enthralling symposium here at the Dual Screens Podcast. Joining me this week, oh yeah, Mandy, by the way, in case you forgot what my name was, and this is the Dual Screens Podcast, the world's number one indie developer interview show, probably, likely, maybe, on (laughs) all the podcast things. (laughs) things <laughs> and joining me this week who is laughing in the background because i'm just too way too humorous today is hillary craig marketing manager over at red meat games developer of sentience a multiplayer stealth free-to-play sci-fi game out now and early access on steam hillary welcome to the show how you doing thank you i'm doing okay today how are you you know it's hot it's really hot. Yeah. Is it hot there? It, <laughs> yeah. It's been where I'm in Ontario in Canada mm. and um, it's been quite a hot couple of weeks, but actually the last day or two, I mean, I, I use Celsius. It's been about mm. 16 degrees Celsius, which I don't know Fahrenheit. So I can't convert that for you, but it's been, uh, it's been chilly the last couple of days. So Canada, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. I just feel like I'm like right outside from the sun sometimes. Yeah. Cause like this space has no air conditioning. So it's yeah. just like, I do all my shows from my office, which I had to make over the course of the last year from a spare bedroom, slowly buying furniture. Yep. And now it's like, Oh, I should have bought an air conditioner. What a dumb. <laughs> it's on the list. Oh boy. All right, Hillary. Yeah, it is at some point. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's dive in to sentience. But before we do that, I have a fun little question to ask you to sort of like get us in the mood, get us all chill a nice comfortable headspace cool i was browsing uh the red the red meat games twitter feed mm-hmm. you know i don't i don't do much research when it comes to interviews <laughs> I, I i go in fresh you know i learn as we talk through, through our conversation with each other but something kind of uh, caught my eye and mm-hmm. it was a bit of a maybe a nosebleed moment for me like i was trying to make sense of something and I want you to explain it if you possibly can. Sure. Hopefully I can. <laughs> it is it is your pin tweet. And it says, okay. and I quote, we're red meat games. Mm-hmm. We like eating ramen and making games. So I'm wondering where the red meat and the ramen eating sort of factor in. Because if you're like, we're red meat games and we like filet mignon is the best cut of steak. You know, totally. I'm just wondering <laughs> why. What it is is it about ramen that is so exciting? Really good question. To you guys and um, unfortunately, it was written by the community developer who was before my time. So let me mm. let me dive back into the mythos. Mm. I think mm. a little bit mm-hmm. on Red Meat Games. Mm-hmm. Um, so the whole reason we're called Red Meat Games. Let's start with that. Is um one of the owners or former owners of red meat games was having a barbecue and um someone came up to him and asked what are you going to call your new game company and he said red meat games so it's a lot of people ask me like what's the mythos behind it where did it come from and that's the story i've heard i mean i think that's the that's the story that everybody has told me anyways it was before my time and uh (laughs) i'm not entirely sure but uh 
that's what it sounded like. And in terms of ramen, I think, um, you know, that was based on our Halifax team. So we, we have two teams um, and our Halifax team, I believe they just love ramen. Um, I, I believe there's a pretty good ramen place near our office in Halifax. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think that might be partially like what's built into it. But honestly, that's that's just well, purely a guess. That was, more, that was way more than I bargained for. I <laughs> thought of that question about 10 minutes ago, like what to ask for the lead off. And I was like, oh, no problem. It, I was getting a fun answer. So thank you. <laughs> thank you. I, for- <laughs> I honestly don't. I it's. It's the mythos. It's the yeah. mythos of, of how it was all created. And oh, yeah, I, lo- I love a good lore story, you know? Totally, me too. So speaking about fun mythos and lore, sentience. Yes. What is, what is this fun, quirky looking among us type situation you got going on over here? What is- Totally. Describe this for our listeners. Yeah, so I guess I'll go through the spiel because mm-hmm. I'm a marketing person and that's, you I know, know, what I do. Um, so sentience is a free to play multiplayer stealth slash social deduction game. Mm. Um, like you were saying earlier, it's set in like a sci-fi kind of world. Uh, it's dystopian earth. So, you know, there's a lot of dystopian stories. This one in particular is kind of investigating what happens when humans are gone after we've created AI, you know, we've created all this AI to, um, help run our world. And then, once humanity is gone, what did the AI do? Um, and basically sentience is, is kind of the lore behind it is um, these robots just keep on doing what the, what, um, what the humans programmed them to, to, to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's some who achieve sentience in some way or another. So those robots who achieve sentience then want to escape, obviously the, you know, mind numbingly, fun tasks of running a factory or running a nightclub or (laughs) running a fair or something like that. So um, that's kind of the the lore behind it. So you can play as either a sentinel who uphold the status status quo. Mm -hmm. Um, They're kind of the like big, tough, you know, I don't want to say police type robots, but kind of at that, you know, they they make sure that the status quo is always the enforcers, um, as it were. Enforcers, exactly. Um, They walk around and they oversee these drones who are all operating and doing tasks and all this kind of thing. But there are particular rogues who have achieved sentience and are doing tasks that other drones are doing. But while they're doing those tasks, they're hacking terminals, Mm. destroying delivery terminals, things like that, and trying to escape essentially this you know, their tasks and their, their duties as, as drones. Um, so it's that kind of like constant struggle of, um, you know, the enforcers trying to keep the rogues from escaping and destroying them. Um, and the rogues trying to achieve freedom. So, um, match lengths are about seven minutes long, uh, up to four V four. Um, and yeah, yeah, that's kind of sentience. (laughs) You know, there's a lot to unpack there. I'm I'm kind of still totally this whole, the humans are gone and yes. have the machines just doing these assigned tasks. Is it like an empty nightclub and it's being run by robots with no patrons, just like just doing this, like we're, we're washing the same dish over and over again. 
<laughs> what is that? <laughs> so I'm just nodding as you're <laughs> as you're saying that. <laughs> I don't know if if uh, people can see me or not, but I'm basically <laughs> nodding as as uh, Andy is saying that. And um, yeah, exactly. So robots, some of them have filled in um, the roles of nightclub patrons. So mm. uh, drones can go in and dance the night away on the stage. Mm. They can hang out with the DJ. Um, they can go hang out at the tiki bar that's on the other side of the nightclub kind of thing. Um, so yeah, so certain robots have filled in those human roles, but yeah, it's essentially just, I mean, it's not a ghost town cause it's robots and they're kind of humanoid looking and mm. you know what I mean? But mm -hmm. yeah, like it's just humanity's gone, but they've left that sort of, um, AI kind of to linger. Right. What, a cool. What, what took us out? What took us out? Yeah, what took us out? It's a mystery. <laughs> I honestly, I would, I would have to ask our, our lead designer that one. Um, but I don't think that's part. I don't even know if we've, Ooh, we've defined we that part know. of the story. Maybe know. that's a future DLC content oh. where we can see. I don't know. <laughs> Interesting. All right. Yeah. I see. I see. All right. So sort of walk us through the core gameplay loop. Uh, totally. We can go through both sides. See what does one side do versus the other side? The yeah. enforcer types versus the rogues, as it were. So let's start with the enforcer. So the sentinel. So the sentinel is has um, abilities and perks that essentially are meant to be used to find the rogues who are trying to achieve tasks. So they've got abilities like, um, uh, what's the word, um, proximity detector. So mm -hmm. they'll, if a rogue walks through the proximity detector, it'll light up and it'll say, this is a rogue that just walked by um, and other kind of abilities like that. And then they have perks as well. So, um, you know, if you eliminate the wrong drone, um, then you get timed out for a certain amount of time. So you can level up your perks and um, like reduce that amount of time and things like that. And there's other perks and abilities and much more details on that. Um, but essentially like, yeah, you're walking around the level um, and you're trying to find these rogues um, who are trying to escape uh, the level. Essentially, that's your goal mm -hmm. in, in any case. Um, and to eliminate them. And then on the flip side is the rogues, which is one of my favorite things to play. And you're trying to simultaneously fit in, which is where the social deduction kind of comes in. You're trying to fit in and not alert the sentinels mm -hmm. and get your tasks done, which do alert the sentinels. So they know when you're sabotaging a terminal, for example, or blowing up a delivery station. Um, so you're trying to do all these tasks and ultimately escape through the doors that uh, that open up once you've finished hacking three terminals, delivering three boxes, whatever it is. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of the how the gameplay works a little bit. So those rogues walk around, try to blend in, get their tasks done, but the sentinels are always putting their proximity mines down. Um, sorry proximity detectors down i want to use the right terminology mm -hmm. um and trying to find them and uh chasing them down whenever they achieve their tasks and goals what uh what's beyond the door what's beyond the door yeah when they when freedom they <laughs> it's kind of a little bit like i would i would compare it to like dead by daylight the doors and sort of that so you mm -hmm. escape essentially and ah, and you achieve freedom there ah. yeah it's just an empty barren wasteland. Now it's like you're free but lonely. 
Yeah. Well, there is a little bit of lore. I mean, it's not super deep, I will mm-hmm. say, but uh, there's a little bit of lore that there's a community of escaped rogues um, who are starting their lives outside of the, you know, enforcement. Wow. wow. Yeah. So 4v4. So at, at one point you can have as many as four enforcers versus for the rogues going yes on. totally wow how do you find that balance between having too many of the rogues that are just fucking shit up like all over the map as opposed to be like one person who's like the key bad guy or bad guy who's like whatever. yeah so a lot of what we've done in early access is balancing so you can play test all you want and do things with your QA team and your development team, but you just don't seem to get sort of the like real gamer experience. I mean, we're all gamers. We all play games. That's why we make them, right? Because mm-hmm. um, we enjoy them and love them. But getting people to play it and on a large scale has been super, like we've learned a lot. We have a Discord community where um, our community tells us like bugs and feedback and they and they get back to us pretty pretty well and we really appreciate all that stuff um but the balancing has really been where we've been focusing and we did find that um like a balanced team like 4v4 um as the max kind of thing um and then 3v3 and 2v2 and 1v1 and whatever else kind of matches up we found that it actually works quite well um there definitely are some like later level kind of abilities and perks that um, you know, if you're a level one getting teamed up with like a level 20 person or something like that, it might mm-hmm. be a little bit more challenging to, um, play against each other and the balance might be a little bit off, but, um, you know, as our community grows and we have more people and, and people at different levels and, and player abilities, um, it's sort of, it's, it's kind of evens out, um, a little bit. So a level 20 Sentinel against a level 20 rogue, they have pretty good, abilities Mm -hmm. and um once you're kind of at that point too like you've you've played the game probably quite a bit (laughs) (laughs) um and you probably have some strategies for both but yeah we found i was actually surprised i thought less sentinels um than rogues for example would make it more balanced but it's Mm. really quite balanced on both sides yeah Hmm. i was gonna ask what's which side do you think wins more of the matches in terms of metrics like are you seeing sentinels being more like the the more dominant side like winning most matches or is it more on the rogue side i honestly i couldn't tell you i i you know i could probably guess um i would guess that rogues probably win more to be quite honest Mm -hmm. um just because it is so difficult to kind of root out like if if a rogue is a really good player and they kind of see they kind of blend in really well they kind of act like an ai really well um and they're really good at escaping it's really hard to catch them um but at the end of the day like i i don't know it could be pretty balanced i'd have to look i'd have to see what the analytics look like but i honestly haven't even looked Yeah. yeah What's uh, been the most revealing thing for you guys so far in this whole early access phase of the game? Good question. What's been most revealing? Um, I think the positive response for me as a marketing person anyways, uh, the positive response we've gotten on the game was really, I don't know if that's like a revealing thing, but 
that that's the most notable thing. Um, I'm often as a marketing person, really afraid of the community, like of gamers. Like, I don't want to say that too, fair, fair. too much, but um, <laughs> not that I'm afraid or anything, but mm. just of, you know, day one kind of response. Is it good? Is it bad? It can make mm -hmm. or break your title. You know what I mean? Um, so the fact that people really liked it pretty much right off the bat, I mean, we launched early access, you have bugs, you have issues, you fix them as you go, um, and you work towards your final launch. Um, but everybody was really quite positive about it and really enjoyed playing it. So that was really, uh, really nice for me. Um, and really nice for the dev team, because you don't really know if it's going to be something that people like and enjoy playing until you see them liking and playing it you know um yeah i don't know if that answers your question oh but. it totally does because yeah, i feel like for most folks it's you don't worry about like reviews too much when you find like a solid community yeah. that can really spread the word like if it catches fire on, on, on a twitch stream for example totally it can help things so and again gamers are you know we're we're, we're critical Bunch, totally you know? as you should be i think right. everybody should be right. critical of the we things that they consume and love yeah openly and freely you know yeah with uh with wanton abandon as it were totally <laughs> <laughs> and this is also your team's first foray into a free-to-play format totally. so what's that been like versus you know you used to make games and charge you know x amount of dollars now you're in this new format what's that been like for you guys it's been a big learning experience, I would say. Um, free to play. Um, we have some experience with free, like free to play in terms of mobile titles, which is almost the standard these days. Mobile is free to play, and then you have premium features within the app, or you have free level, and then you unlock certain levels by by purchasing. I would say the like balancing between. Um, you know, satisfying um, the the gamer experience and the large community with um, ensuring that um, that there's you know basically purchases happening so that we can <laughs> continue supporting the game. I mean, as an indie developer, I'm going to be completely honest with you. It's always a challenge to um, to have a game um, come out and make money on it. I'll be totally honest with people. That's always the challenge of indies. Uh, it's very different from triple A's. You can't stand up to triple A's. You're, it's just, it's not competition. Um, you often, they say the like steam lottery or, or whatever you want to call it, but oh, um, that pesky algorithm, the pesky algorithm. <laughs> um, so you're constantly changing your tags. You're constantly doing that stuff. So um you know, the nice thing about the free to play and it being multiplayer is that anybody can sign on, anybody can play it. You can invite your friends and you can play it. Um, but then there's the challenge of obviously server costs and mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. So it's definitely been like a very interesting kind of experience. And, you know, we don't have a business strategist manager, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. um, learning about monetization and learning about uh, what people what matters to people and what you pay for and what you don't pay for. We've all heard the horror stories <laughs> of, of um, you know, what people want to pay for, what they don't want to pay for. Way too um, often. And also ensuring that, you know, we, we have money coming in to keep supporting the game. Right. So that's been, a, it's been a, it's been a big learning 
curve, I would say, for a free-to-play indie title. But it's been really great because, um, you know, we really love the accessibility of games um, and making sure that games are accessible to wide audiences, which is why we love the mobile kind of games as well. Um, but yeah, Sentience, um, definitely a learning experience. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, we've kind of seen this kind of weird paradigm shift between what a free-to-play game is quality-wise. Mm -hmm. I feel like years ago, the term free-to-play meant low standard, low quality. Yeah. It was thrown together just, you know, it's free. We'll throw in some, you know, small monetization things. We'll make money on the back end that way. But now with games like you know, Warframe or Apex Legends, I feel like free-to-play has shed that old idea of it's not a good game because you're not paying for it. Totally. And Warframe is a great example. Mm -hmm. um, they're actually just an hour down the road from where I am. Oh, wow. Um, and they're a great example of an indie ga game company that launched a really successful free-to-play kind of game. Mm -hmm. um, and I... It's. It, I think when it did launch, it was less about that Steam lottery, which everybody kind of has been talking about, at least mm -hmm. since last year. Um, but it is like an example of, of a really, like you said, a really great game that's free to play with in-game monetization. And it's been super successful. And I think it will continue. Like, I think um, a lot of the industry is shifting towards that free to play model. Like I know, like Fortnite and like you said, Apex mm -hmm. Legends, it's... Um, it's it'll be an interesting shift and i think the industry will have to shift a lot with it and learn relearn a lot of things and i think a lot of that will come down to like community and and marketing management to be quite honest with you mm -hmm. and understanding um what people are asking for and how to deliver that within a game that's not a premium title up front what do you see your user base mainly spending money on with us we do um, exclusive kind of skins. So when we first launched, we had a Founders Pack skin, which is no mm -hmm. longer available. Sorry, everybody, for mentioning it. But uh -huh. um, those, <laughs> <laughs> but we do exclusive skins here and there. So um, we'll we'll launch a skin, and it'll be available for a limited time only, and that's usually what people spend the majority of of the in-game currency on. You can earn. Uh, the in-game currency as well by playing the game so it's not just purchasing as well so just so people are aware of that um, and then consumables are really great so we have it's basically consumables and uh, skins um, that are purchasable right now and consumables are um, like xp boosts uh, oh. like party boosts so you can boost your xp and your party's xp oh. um and that kind of thing so i think the exclusive stuff has has honestly been the best uh performers to date <laughs> i always feel it's more flattering when someone pays you for a content or free to play game because totally. you know, when you have like a standard game it's like the cost is the barrier of entry it's all right i'll pay this yeah. much to play your game yeah. You guys are like, listen, here's our game. It's awesome. It's fun. You can have it. Just take it, play it. Yeah. And if you want to give us literally cash, everybody take it. You know, <laughs> it's entirely up to you. <laughs> totally. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's um like it's fun. Like, I don't know. There's it's fun to just pick up a game and play it with your friends. And um, you know, if you like it, you can keep on playing it and continue to play it. But at the end of the day, if it's not your bag 
then you don't have to worry about getting a refund and moving on to the next thing. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. um, as much as I hope that people enjoy sentience and keep on playing it, it's, uh, you know, it is what it is. And that's the gaming world. It's not for everyone. Right. So, yeah. What's uh, the most challenging thing for you as a marketing manager, getting spreading the gospel of this game, getting to people's hands, getting those player accounts up? What's that like for you? For me, I think the most challenging thing as an indie, I'll be totally honest with you, is budget straight up um, for marketing. Because like I said, we we don't have the budget to to compete with the AAAs. They've got, you know, many, many more dollars than we do to do ad campaigns and um, work with agencies to make high value trailers and things like that. Um, I make most of our trailers and my community developer makes most of our trailers and we do all of our stuff basically grassroots Mm -hmm. um so i mean it's a super big challenge but i think it's also really rewarding that way because my the attention that we get is because of like our hard work and our sweat and labor you know um so that's i would say that's been the most challenging thing is coming up with solutions that don't involve money Mm. right Mm -hmm. Right, because I feel I'm getting a sense that you are the marketing budget. <laughs> it's not like you're the marketing manager. Here's a, a buttload of cash. Go do your marketing thing with this cash. It's like Hillary. It's, it's just you. So yeah, just do stuff. Me and make, my community <laughs> developer Jess, videos. who's really great. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, totally. It's it's um, we are the marketing budget. Totally. Um, so it's a lot of like you said, grinding and just kind of trying to get in the right place at the right time, being, being in the right place, at the right time, talking about the right stuff at the right time. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I would say it's a struggle, <laughs> but and then willing on, to do it. On top of that, seeing success on a platform like steam, which there's so mm-hmm. much noise on that thing. It's so hard to find things that are of quality. There's just so much, a lot of garbage, I would say lives on steam unfortunately um totally and to see your game sort of like shine through all that rough sort of trash that's on there (laughs) uh, what's that for you as a marketing manager seeing that that sort of feedback and response i mean i don't think we've solved the equation of being Mm -hmm. like super successful or Mm -hmm. anything like that on Mm -hmm. steam like you know the like the super successful people like among us and Mm -hmm. and i mean fall guys and all that stuff and and it's interesting and I don't want to get into this, but the talk of like, what is still an indie kind of company and all this stuff, Mm. but yeah, absolutely. There's, there's so many games on steam. I think I was talking to someone the other day and it's like 30 new games on steam every single day. And that number is just going up every single day and you hear the big names and that's kind of what you hear, unless you are a very niche player and you have, you know, the games that you go to Um, oftentimes, um, like indie companies will deliver to those niches and that kind of thing. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's really nice when someone picks up your game and plays it. Um, and it's really gratifying when someone leaves a nice review on your game and it sucks when people do bad reviews as well, but, um, you know, it's, that's the world of, of, of gaming. And I would say, (laughs) I would say standing out from the noise is 
probably the biggest challenge. And I've read so many news articles and um, marketing articles and suggestions on how to beat beat the system and get in front of people and stuff like that. And, you know, you, you do the best you can, especially as an indie developer. Um, and just, just keep, just keep pushing. That's, that's all I can really say. Like, I think it was among us was two years old when it mm-hmm. blew up. So it's, it's not going to be like on your release day often that you're super popular. So just keep yeah. pushing. And now they're charging like 50 bucks for a collector's edition, physical, what's you, who's it? I'm like, wow, we've really, we've really gone a long way from our humble origins. Absolutely. And that's, I mean, it's all a business at the end of the day, right? Like, I think a lot of us forget that game companies are businesses. Um, And indies, as much as we want to create like fun and interesting and cool titles with interesting art and interesting stories, at the end of the day, we're all people with jobs, right? <laughs> right. Because the main so, thing is like, you want to make it, listen, it's like the balance is make a yes, game that you want. There's a make. balance. Yeah. And also make a game that's going to sell and yeah. others would like. Not again, it's just totally. for you specifically. Which is why I don't Unless make you've got like a <laughs> giant bank behind you or something like that to keep right. on making games Man. or whatever. Yeah. I've always felt if I won the lottery, I would just go around just funding every passion totally. project like on be it a kickstarter be like you want here here's your here's your money go yeah go make it or i'd be yeah. like yo konami make make <laughs> me new castlevania here's a billion dollars just go yeah. do it get the right guys yeah um that would be great so what is uh what's coming down the pipeline for this a, a first patch came out you guys are in early access mm-hmm. how do we, what's going to make this as, as a more complete looking game for you guys Yeah, so we actually are kind of nearing the end of our early access. So um, when we launched an early access, uh, our intention for it was to see how people were playing the game, how they were interacting with it, um, what kind of new bugs came up in live servers and things like that. Because I think a lot of people don't realize like you're working on dev servers up until you launch and then they're live servers and then someone could be in Eastern Europe playing with someone in Brazil and everything can implode. It's just very different from when you're all in Halifax and playing on, you know, two PCs on the same internet connection. So, um, so yeah, so we've done a lot of testing, a lot of patches. So we, we went live early access March 25th. um, And, and we're soon kind of nearing kind of the end of that schedule. So um we just launched team play, which is the ability to play with, so you can uh, invite up to four friends um, to play with you and and launch into a queue. Um, so that's that's going on and a couple of more features, but it, it will likely be soon. We don't have a date yet, but it will likely be soon uh, that we'll be doing the final PC release. Mm-hmm. And we're also porting to PlayStation and Xbox at the same time. So mm-hmm. looking forward to, uh, <laughs> to uh, getting all that all that stuff out. And then also, of course, the live ops kind of um, updating of content, skins, fun stuff, learning from our community, you know, what, what they're interested in seeing. Uh, is it new levels? Is it new abilities? Is it new perks? What is it? Um, and getting that feedback from people and, and continuing to update it because it is, it is a passion project, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah. Yeah. You know, you mentioned going over to consoles and PlayStation, and I think yeah. I, I would be remiss to mention the recent quote-unquote 
controversy surrounding PlayStation and indie devs and getting their games more visibility, more just more support and feedback. Have you seen any of this in your little marketing realm? Have you come across it in any way, shape, or form? Like paying 25K to get your game featured or promoted or writing a blog post just to get a foot in the door? Um, not me personally. Mm-hmm. I will admit that Sentience has been my first kind of mm-hmm. game launch. So um we're we're kind wow. of still in the early stages of even talking to PlayStation mm-hmm. and Xbox. Mm-hmm. I did see that kind of um Twitter thread kind of pop up, which kind mm-hmm. of, you know, put some alarm bells in my head because I'm very much a task-oriented person. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I gotta do this, I gotta do that, I gotta do this. And like we were talking about, like Indies just don't have that kind of money to mm-hmm. to um, be put out there but I know like we have really great friends who just um, clever plays just uh, launched uh, operation tango uh, in June yes. which mm-hmm. is a really great game they're like a really great friend like great friendly company with us they're in Montreal in Canada um, and the two owner owners of our companies so um, both women-owned businesses mm-hmm. um, very good friends and have stuck by each other for a long time so I would be remiss not to mention them and they were the free PlayStation Plus game for PS5 mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. Um, June so um, I mean it's it's like the steam equation right like right there's just so much coming out and um, I know it's it's always difficult but um, yeah I think I think the industry, is moving towards more of an indie model than kind of a triple A model. And I think that the big companies will have to start kind of refiguring that out. I don't know what that is, um, but uh, I look forward to seeing what what they can help us out with, right? So, Right. And you know, I just remembered I had, I was going back and forth with Clever Plays for a while. Yeah. Getting them on the show. They just oh. to my emails for some reason. Liz is great. I'll I can reach out to her if you oh, want. Oh yeah, I'd be like Andy is wondering why you just ghosted him. Oh <laughs> no, I know they've been they've been no, super busy. I, can't. I think they it got... right before the launch. I feel like totally. once the launch happened, once it was on PS Plus, it was like craziness. We can't. Yeah, just <laughs> totally. Yeah, absolutely. I can I can chat with Liz. Oh, don't worry about there. that. All right. <laughs> All right, Hillary. I think that's a good place to end this cool. uh, portion of the interview. It's, the game is amazing. It sounds like a lot Thank of fun. You. I'm going to encourage you. all of our listeners to join myself and Steven in a, in a match or two. I feel like having a nice community to play it with sounds like a lot of fun. I think that's going to be in our interview. We're just like nice Canadians who just mm-hmm. like making cool games. So if you want to check out our super cool Are game there... and come play with us, Do... you know, that'd be really great. Do not nice Canadians exist? Yeah, they, they there are some, right? I, I I've yeah. met none, and I've met many. So it depends on where you go. Um, I've spent a lot of my adult life living in the city of Toronto, and I mm-hmm. would say, you know, people are nicer there than maybe New York City, but they're still not like like if you go to Halifax, where the team who made Sentience is from, that is the nicest city on earth. It's just just everybody's so 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 kind and i'm going i'm getting into my canadian accent while i uh while i talk about canada yeah, but i've been uh, hearing a little bits and pieces come through sorry <laughs> sorry totally, totally fine <laughs> i had to say the sorry because i'm canadian right <laughs> don't hide who you are just let it, let it all let it all come out sounds all good. right speaking about 
who you really are, Hillary. Yes. It is time for rapid fire. Uh oh. Oh boy. Now, this <laughs> is, now listen, I, I I always love learning about a game, how it came to be, what it's about, what makes it tick, and all those fun details. But I feel like this portion of the interview is always more fun for obvious reasons because I learn more. I learn more about you, and the responses we get on this portion sometimes are just, you know. I should charge for this segment is what I'm saying. <laughs> if it's a free to play podcast, this is the part that you monetize, right? <laughs> exactly. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. Oh, right. yes. oh yes. Okay. <laughs> Would you rather be able to speak any language or communicate with animals? Communicate with animals. Mm -hmm. It is, let's say it's two in the morning and your fiance gets a phone call and he says, you know, um, you've been arrested for a crime. What is the crime that you've committed? Oh, all I could think of is like the scam callers that call you from the well here in Canada, the CRA, you're going immediately to jail. Are you so it would probably be that sort of like uh no. Some underground, it's... like <laughs> your social security has been compromised. Please call yeah. this number and give us five grants. So you don't get arrested in 10 minutes. <laughs> I would say it would probably be something associated. My background is Irish with drinking whiskey and mm. then I see something along those lines. Yeah. I see. Gotcha. <laughs> I like... That would have been in my youth a little bit more, I, though. I like you more than I did 10 minutes ago. Okay, great. Amazing. <laughs> Um, what do you get the most compliments about? Like, I, I immediately wanted to go to physical, but mm -hmm. I think, um, I think the, my favorite compliments is when people tell me I'm intelligent and capable. Mm, and you are. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> really I appreciate are. that. Uh, speaking about nice Canadians who aren't sociopaths, when you're getting dressed and you're going about your day and you have yes. your socks and your shoes beside you. Do you put them on sock, sock, shoe, shoe, or sock, shoe, sock, shoe? Sock, sock, shoe, shoe. All right. All right. Another non-sociopath confirmed. <laughs> well, we'll find one one day on the show. I swear to God. And then we'll call the police immediately. <laughs> we got well, them. <laughs> They're here. <laughs> I feel like I put on my socks in my bedroom and then I'll walk to the door to put on my shoes. That's allowed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what is the dumbest way you've ever injured yourself? Oh, I was running an event for a bank here in Canada. Mm -hmm. And uh, I used to work in event marketing. And we set up giant foosball, like human foosball thing, like, like a blow up foosball arena okay. and people and we go to colleges around Canada and people would play as foosball like the, the people on the rods or whatever and they have to hold on to it and kick the ball or whatever <laughs> and at one point um, I was standing and I was refereeing and uh, someone threw me a ball and I jammed my finger on it and I fractured my finger that is the stupidest way I've hurt myself all right all right <laughs> now just to play off that question, mm -hmm. uh, 
what is something you have done that should have killed you? Hmm. <laughs> that is a really good question. Mm-hmm. Um, you were like, something happened and you're like, oh shit, like I could have just died. I could have died. How did I not get killed? Like when this thing happened to me? Oh gosh. All I can think of is like back when I was in college or university, mm-hmm. um, drinking whiskey. I was going to say, I, I bet you whiskey is involved. <laughs> Yeah, I don't really drink whiskey that much anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for, obvi- for obvious reasons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> is um, is cereal a soup? See, I've I've debated this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because soup can be cold and hot. Mm. You can get cold borscht mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know hot borscht and and whatever else. Mm-hmm. I would say. If we're getting down to the nitty gritty of it, no. Mm. But really, if you're looking at a category, yes. Mm-hmm. Ooh. See, you are intelligent. <laughs> there, there it is. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm uh, just overcomplicating it, I think. Right, 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 right. Um, this is a fun question, I feel, because you have the uh, the Canadian background. We, we've put a lot of developers in Canada, so I'm, I'm eager for this response. Would you rather have edible spaghetti hair that regrows every single night? So if you eat it, cut it, it's still going to grow back. (laughs) Or would you rather sweat maple syrup? Edible spaghetti hair. Because I feel like if you sweat maple syrup when you work out, it's just going to be so sticky. See, I think you're the first Canadian to, to go the spaghetti route. Yeah, I have to check our numbers and our figures here at the home base. But I think... yeah. I think that that's no I think I gotta be unpatriotic on that one because (laughs) like when I work out I hate I hate the sticky sweat anyways Mm, but to make mm -hmm. it like sugar sweat like Mm. sugar from a tree sweat I don't Mm. know man okay uh just to go back to your whiskey days uh Mm -hmm. let's say (laughs) you know some months from now um sentience gets like I don't know a huge a huge let's say the Among Us effect happens to sentience like a year from now and mm-hmm. it blows up yep. monumentally and you guys are all out celebrating, drinking all the whiskey you can get your hands on. What word best describes you when you're drunk? All of my friends say that I act sober when I'm drunk. So does that mean you act drunk when you're sober? No, but like, are you drunk I guess I'm right just, now? Mm, <laughs> on light? No, I don't want to make that joke. <laughs> um, no, all of my friends say that like when I when I'm drinking, like I'm like yeah, like I'm like been drinking, I'm really drunk or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, everybody's like, you don't seem drunk. You seem quite sober. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I um maybe back in back in the day, I might have been a little bit of a a disturber of the peace mm-hmm. um but yeah i guess i guess a sober type of drunk mm-hmm. i don't know let's see let's ask a question that's more in line with the game itself oh cool. okay so let's say you could pick from two dystopian sort of futures where we have a robot sort of takeover going on let's say you could go with a 
Terminator style where it's like we launch all the nukes and everyone gets destroyed mm-hmm. and it ends us all. Or we have like robot overlords that run our lives and we're just slaves to do their bidding. Which one? Which, which would you rather live? Wouldn't you be slaves in both? I mean, I mean, I feel like in the in the uh, the first scenario, it's Mm -hmm. most of us are gone. Yeah, and then the the remains are just like underground, trying to survive. You know, to rebel, and then I think this is the hardest question. Mm. Oh my god! (laughs) Because neither of those are good outcomes. I know neither of them are preferable, but I would say. I'd say Terminator. Mm, okay. Yeah, because Sarah Connor. I just want to be Sarah Connor. Let's be yeah. honest. Yeah, and I'm ourselves. sure. You, yeah, you, you'd find one immediately. Yeah, yeah. In the pack. Totally. <sighs> I was at one company voted the most likely to survive a zombie apocalypse. Oh. Uh, let's get into that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what, what 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 character traits do you say? <laughs> do you have that? made that an obvious choice for you what, what is it are you like do you have survival instinct do you have like a macgyver gene in you that can make shit of other shit what uh a- um not really i mean i'm pretty i don't panic very easily ah. i'm a pretty good problem solver i'm totally shit at gardening so mm. it wouldn't be that but mm. i think it would be being very resourceful and thinking on the fly and just surviving you know mm-hmm. um yeah i think that was it and i think at that time i was like running marathons and stuff like that too mm-hmm. so yeah do you ever like watch a zombie flick and you're like oh don't do that like you're doing it all wrong <laughs> <laughs> totally totally but then i like i'm obsessed with like resident evil and mm. i've just been watching sweet tooth on netflix recently which isn't zombies oh, but okay like apocalyptic dystopian mm-hmm. society and stuff and i'm like don't don't i'm always like sitting there i'm like don't do it but meanwhile when i play like sorry i just hit my mic whenever i play like resident <laughs> evil or anything like that i'm that idiot who panics when mr x is running up behind me and i'm like oh my god and i'm freaking out it's not even a real scenario so do you like it more when it leans into horror resident evil or more into the action the first Resident Evil that I like really got into was mm. Resident Evil 5. Oh, and wow. I really enjoyed Resident Evil 5. And I played Full blown the action in that one. I played the crap out of the game, and Sheva's amazing. And I mm-hmm. love when Chris punches boulders. I mean, who doesn't? Yeah. I mean, we um, have like cantaloupe for biceps. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, goals, right? Goals. Um, <laughs> um, I am a baby at horror. So I like the action because then I'm not like a like a sitting crybaby the entire time. Mm-hmm. But I really love I love the creepiness and the horror kind of vibes at the same mm-hmm. time. So I mean that's a very diplomatic answer, the both, mm-hmm. but um I, get it, I would I get say it. probably more so the action because then I can actually yeah. play it and you not like be feeling no spooky. empowered and you know. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Uh, what is something that you're terrible at, but you wish you could do well? What am I terrible at? I wish I could do well at. I'm terrible at playing team sports. Mm. And it's not the fact that I'm not good and not athletic, because like I said, I 
would survive the zombie apocalypse apparently yes um it's the fact that i have this crushing social anxiety that i'm not going to do as well as everyone else or they're going to hate me because i didn't make that shot or whatever else i wish that that i was i was better equipped to do team sports because i would love to play team sports as much as i could but i just feel like you were the voice inside a little high school me that would always dread like when the team sports was part of the day yeah and i was like i'm gonna suck and this guy's gonna yell at me for no reason because i didn't make a basket or i don't know how to dribble properly volleyball is terrible why is it why is the net so high i know like why can't i hit a ball why is it going the other way (laughs) totally totally i wish i wish i was better at calming that that voice Mm -hmm. inside my head and Mm -hmm. then i could play sports again Mm -hmm. what is a body part you wouldn't mind losing hmm like Okay, so like if I said like my shoulder or something like that, do I still get my arms? Oh, how would that work? Is it like yeah. attached like right to your neck like just coming out like? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Maybe maybe I don't want to go with that because then that would be I'm very just, weird. I'm just trying to imagine how what that would feel like. I don't like it. I don't like it yeah. at all. Yeah, <laughs> no, I don't want that. Um, would you lose both or just the one shoulder <laughs> to even it out? Can I, yeah, I think I'd even it out if, if I had any choice. Um, body part to get rid of and like hair and whatever else doesn't really count because that's not really body part. No, um, it's way too easy. I'm talking fingers, limbs, appendages, all that stuff. Oh, no. An ear. Um, <laughs> any ear? Yeah, it would count. It would count. <laughs> Let's just do a little Vincent Van Gogh action. Oh, oh there you go. <laughs> There you go. All <gasps> Let's right. do that. All right. Let's see. What's a what's a good one to end on? There's so many fun ones I have here. <laughs> All right. I feel like I've asked you enough gross questions about maple syrup sweat and crap like that. So let's end on this. If one song could play every time you entered a room, mm-hmm. what song would that be? What is what is your intro theme? Um it's from Howl's Moving Castle. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's wow. called uh merry-go-round of life wow mm-hmm. it is so damn nerdy i love it it's really nerdy so good so, good. <laughs> so damn good <laughs> thank you that would be god. like my first dance at my wedding and all that wow stuff too. oh so, my god please yeah. send me that video when that happens because okay you got the fiance so that's around <laughs> just waiting waiting for uh when we can all get together again Same here <laughs> yeah <laughs> we'll so send not, each other we'll send each other videos and yes. pictures funny yeah. one of my friends last night she goes are you married yet because we got engaged like i think almost two years ago yeah and i was just like it's too hot to get married what are you talking it's about <laughs> yeah. too september maybe yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right hillary you've been incredible uh thank you the game's amazing give us the the last the last minute marketing pitch. Where can we find the game, play the game, red meat games, all the stuff. Go for it. Awesome. Yeah. So Sentience is um, free to play on Steam Early Access right now. So you can find us on Steam, just Sentience. Um, and uh, yeah, you can find us on social media on red meat games. So Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all those things slash red meat games. Um, 
and yeah, go check it out. It's a free to play game. Uh, let us know what you think. Join our discord. Um, we are always open to feedback and reviews and all that stuff. And we just really want to make a great game that people enjoy playing and that they want to keep playing. So um, yeah, that's, that's it for me. Thank you, everybody. And thank you. Uh, it was really great chatting with you today. Oh, of course, of course. Oh, also, <laughs> and the fun you... questions. <laughs> oh, yeah, most definitely. Are you guys going to be at PAX West by any chance? Good question. Mm -hmm. um, because we're Canadian, that obviously depends on uh, borders being opened mm -hmm. and all that kind yes, of yes, thing. Yes. Um, so TBD, uh, we have talked about it though, and it mm -hmm. may be a possibility that we would be there, right. but well, that'll, please, it's all depending. Please let us know because we're yes. going to be there and I'd love oh, to yeah. get you a whiskey and to shake your Amazing. hand and give you a hug because you are incredible. Oh, thank you. You too. That, that is that is sentience. That's going to do it for this week, listeners. Thank you so much for being here. Please check out this game. It's a lot of fun. I'm going to try to rope in some of our listeners in the near future to get a whole do multiplayer it. thing going on. We'll let you know too when that goes down. Hillary. Yeah, we could do like a dev and your listeners kind of uh, oh boy, time. That'd be oh awesome. Boy. I was gonna say just watch us play, but now I'm getting that whole like high school anxiety again. Like, oh, oh no. gosh, <laughs> they're so gonna be not. so much better. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, that no, no. Like a, that sounds like a lot of fun. All right. Yeah. Until next time, listeners. Thank you, and as always, please be excellent to each other.